Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Well, good evening, my babies. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, indeed. And you know what? I got a little confession to make to you guys. I am not streaming live on Facebook right now on the Answer San Diego page. And oh. I really don't I really don't have a good excuse. <laughs> I just kind of I kind of got into a lazy mode today, right? That uh, I was thinking, you know what? <clears throat> we got all this great technology. I just it's kind of like having spring fever where you reach a point during the, if you ever lived in a cold weather climate and you start getting spring fever and you're just like you you you've just got to or or you've worked for a long time without having a vacation and you get to the point where you just you just got to take a break. It's just kind you of You know maybe it's for the today. best Andrea because before the show you and I were yammering about the best fried chicken and we're both drooling right before the show. <laughs> Not a good look on right. camera. Right. I mean, you know, I guess I guess we we just, you know, it's one of these days, potato skins to where it's just kind of like some days you've, you've done so much for so long and you push so hard and you hit it hard on so many topics to where you kind of got to take a breather a little bit. I get it. And I'm I was right just, there with you, sister. You're right. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I, I kind of felt bad in a sense that I wasn't coming in the studio to be live for my, my buddies out there who like to watch me on Facebook Live every day. And I'm not in there with you today, but I was like. Today, I kind of got to do it. It's almost like a mental health day to where I'm just sitting here on my sofa at home. I got my boo here with me, my baby boy Gator. You know, and Joe still, Biden would yeah. ask, what's that going to look like, Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we kind of we, we got to get into the hot topics because it's, it's getting crazier and crazier out there. I'm waiting. As- when do we get a positive news day? Like, I'm trying to remember. Honestly, I <sighs> sat last night, Andrea, and I thought to myself, since – the installment. When have we have we had a good news day? That's really an interesting question. We've had we've had we've had kind of uh, people that have emerged as kind of heroes to us. We've had good news in the in the sense of we've had people that have emerged as kind of heroes pushing back, like all these parents that have gone to these right. school board meetings, right? Or somebody like a Kirstie Alley, a celebrity who tweets out. The truth, hard hitting, the facts. Rob Schneider is one of those people on Twitter, you know, calling out the left for their insanity. So we've had good news in that sense. Um, But we have not really had a true good news story since President Trump was in office. And when President Trump was in office, we had four years of good news. Right. We had the lowest unemployment ever in the history of the United States of America for African-Americans and for all minorities. Right. We had for the first time Barack Obama in eight years. It was the first time that we had a president that did not have, uh, 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 I think it was 3% growth at any point. He never had one quarter of 3% growth in the entire eight years of his presidency. And Trump had it almost day one because even before he was inaugurated, just the optimism that we were finally going to have a business person come in and implement some business-friendly uh, policies and make America great again. We saw this, this stock market jump. We saw uh, businesses and manufacturers investing in R&D, paying bonuses, hiring people, promoting people. And we had four years of that. We had a border that was secured, right? We had, I, we had no, we didn't start any wars, did we? It was the first time that we had a president in, in, in decades that didn't leave us into wars. It was almost constant good news with Trump. And, and meanwhile, it was four years why we had constant good news under Trump. It was four years of a weaponized United States government doing everything that they could to stop the good news. And they finally won 
when they stole the election in 2020. And now it has been a constant barrage of bad news. Andrea, do you know anybody else that could have taken that daily onslaught like President Trump and still stayed in the game as long as he did? And he never gave up like that. I mean, my hat's off. I've said it before. My hat's off to him. That's that's hard. There, there's not another president who not only not only would they have left, not only did he stay there for the entire four years, any other Republican would have been in a in a corner eating his hair and gnawing on his toenails in like six months in. It shows you right? the character of quit. Trump. It shows the character of Trump. And he and has he gone away? No. And his influence still stands. He actually pushed in the 11th hour, pushed this Republican candidate across the finish line in Staten Island. So and that's why they're doing this January 6th crap. And they're they're trying to, to try to continue to round up as many political prisoners as they can. They're trying to keep up. They're trying to do to us. They're trying to intimidate us and try to make us into a corner gnawing on our hair out of fear of covid or out of fear of the DOJ coming for us, right, with this January 6th commission by declaring all of us patriot extremists. I don't know if you had a chance today. One of the big stories of the day, Skins, <clears throat> was that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates went to the department, the D.C. Department of Corrections facilities today and in order to review the conditions of the January 6th prisoners, and they were locked out and denied entry. I did not hear that. Wow. Their job, the job, con- Congress's job is not just to legislate uh, policy, right? But it's to provide oversight. We have Americans being imprisoned, denied parole, right? De- uh, not denied parole, um, denied bail, held in solitary confinement. And the people that have the right and have the duty to oversee what's happening on behalf of their constituents were locked out today and denied entry and Here. denied the opportunity to, to see what's going on. They, they're able to go down to the border, but then, but then what's happened at the border is they were denied entry at some point. It was actually the border patrol that started leaking video. What, what, what it, it must be, it must be some really crappy conditions going on for these January 6th political prisoner skins. If nobody's allowed to get inside and see what's happening. It's a really good analogy. It just hit me. Uh, I mean, I, first time I've heard of it, but what happened to those two, which they had the right to see what was going on. Very similar analogously as what happened in the elections when cardboard and uh, all types of obstruction was put up so that you couldn't see the election process taking place. So much of everything. Gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Even when we're not in the same facility, it's like the mind, the the mind melt, right? Um, Because stopping us from visually seeing what's going on and how they're trying to try to to steal this country from out from under us uh, at at the elections and what's happening inside these these election counties on election night, whether it's trying to block our our Republicans from seeing what's happening inside these prisons or whether it's trying to stop you from hearing the truth and the facts of what's going on with a virus, with what's going on with the government and these unelected bureaucrats trying to control our lives. Which it which in, which has resulted in the murders of Americans. As you look at this push for these jabs right now, that's going on coming up. We've got <clears throat> Bob Adelman is here. He's from uh, a, a contributor to the New American. He's got a piece out today in regards to the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. They're rebutting the American Medical Association's push to ha- have everybody jabbed. What's how, the push began to lie, to obfuscate, and to deny the truth and hide the truth to Americans that there were not only therapeutics that could be treated, but cures for the American people. We have Americans today dying in hospitals 
because they're being denied these therapeutics. And nobody's talking about that. That's being hidden from them as well. We have this NFL guy today. I think his, I, his name is Joe Beasley. I haven't watched the NFL in years since the, since the kneeling. But I got to give him a shout out, Cole Beasley. Because he was saying today, he did a press conference, and he said information is being withheld to push players to do something that they're not comfortable with. And isn't that and isn't that statement right there in and of itself true, whether it applies to the jabs, therapeutics, the election, what's going on with January 6th, at the border? I have never seen so much hiding of information, Andrea, in all my life. It, we are at no code levels or Cuba levels or Pravda levels control control of information. This is why, you know, I, I'm going to plug it. This is why I, have, I I got on board and have been dedicating my time to our free nation and did did a show about it last night because it may be too late now. We the, the cat may the, the the horse may be out of the barn. We may ultimately be forced to be jabbed if we want to at this point because they were successfully able to withhold the truth from the American people for the last year and a half and control the message while implanting so much fear and panic in the minds of Americans. But we have we've got we've got to stop contributing to that. We've got to get off these big tech platforms. They can't do that to us if we're not participating in it. And, I, and I'm seeing somebody today, this, this comedian who's posting, and I see this so many times a day, conservatives almost proudly posting how, they, how their content was taken down off of Facebook or YouTube, almost like it's an, a badge of honor. And it's like, no, we're contributing to our demise. We are boarding the boxcars. We're boarding to the trains when we allow ourselves to be sub, our minds to be controlled. And not allow for the flow of information. That's why I got on board with OurFreeNation.org. You know, they, they're doing this big us. infrastructure push, Andrea, that unfortunately the GOP is caving into. It's time to build mm-hmm. our own infrastructure. Exactly. And the way and, – and, and this is what we needed to be doing, what I wish Trump had done since he left off. It actually, instead of Trump filing lawsuits and I love Larry Klayman to death and Laura Loomer, filing lawsuits about big tech is getting us nowhere. What conservatives needed to do was band together, get enough – it takes a lot of money to do what Our Free Nation did, which is to build out the entire infrastructure, not take a cheap way out like Dan Bongino and Parler or Jason Miller on Getter or any of the other ones that are still using big tech and lying to you about it, right? And making you think that it's a solution, but spend the time and the money to build out something that where you get, it builds a wall around you and your friends and your family, a wall of protection for your speech, for, for your gathering, for your movement, for what your plans are, as well as to protect your data from being used against you to compile against you for the social credit score. There's so many aspects of the way that they're, they're using data and messaging against us. And that's one that nobody else is talking about, but we'll We'll keep the pressure on that. We got to stay on the topic though with these forced jabs right now and see what we can do about it. We're gonna we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna bring in Bob Edelman, who's got an article out on, on New American about uh, the battle between the American Medical Association and the uh, American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. Which one do you think is actually serving the patients and which one is serving the state? Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday Eve edition while I sit at home in my jammies instead of being in the studio with you guys. But you know I'm there in spirit. And 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on any of the topics of the day before the break. We were kind of doing a little round robin of, of all the topics, including the D.C. Department of Corrections hiding what's going on with these political prisoners, uh, hiding information, the truth about uh, coronavirus and vaxes, and hiding information all over the place. And every topic, it's about hiding the truth and obfuscating, uh, hiding the truth and obfuscating the truth, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, feel free to call in if you've got anything you want to share on that. 888-344-1170. There's, you know, updates, uh, kind of the latest on what's happening with the mask mandates that that are new are really about to put the pressure on to force vaxes on people, right? Uh, the latest is today the Nancy Pelosi is, has ordered the Capitol Police or the Metropolitan Police to arrest anybody, wandering anybody, any staffers or any visitors wandering around the House uh, without a mask. Now, mind you, the congressional people, the congressmen and women, they're not subject to arrest, right? Let that sink in. Just the staffers and the little visitors, because, of course, the, the political elites never have to live under the weight of their own tyranny. We know recently when it came to uh, forced vax, we saw New York City as well as Gavin Newsom and then the federal government all say that if you're a healthcare worker or a state and our federal employee, you must receive the jab. Guess who else has piled on that demand? The American Medical Association. And here to discuss this and the uh, response to that, the rebuttal of that from the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons is Bob Adelman, he is a contributor to New American as well as a, a well-educated man at um, places like Cornell. He's got an MBA in economics and finance and um, all, all manners of, of areas that that are pertinent here. He's also a member of the John Birch Society and the NRA. So you know he's got the conservative creds and he joins me now. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, thank you. Um Okay, so the American Medical Association issued a uh, supposed joint statement um, listing 58 healthcare organizations, all um, to demand that all workers get the jab. And we're referring to it as a jab because I don't believe that this is a vaccine, right? It's untested. And if it was a vaccine or vaccination, then nobody would still be getting it. And, no, you know, it, we, we, we know the score there. Um your thought before we give the rebuttal from the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons, give me your thoughts on the AMA statement. Well, uh, it is establishment medicine. Uh, it represents the establishment. Uh, the question really has to be who does the medical establishment serve? Are they involved in serving the patients, you and me, that go to them? with uh, open arms and hopes that they can hear us? Or are they uh, a shield or a, uh, a, a, a protection, protection of the establishment? In other words, do they serve the powers that be, the pharmaceutical industries uh, and the related uh, agencies? Uh, whom do the medical profession serve? I think that's the ultimate question. And that's the one, of course, that Jane... Orient, who is the executive director of the AAPS, um, said, she said, uh, that is the question we will increasingly face as government forces its power into every nook and cranny of our professional lives. 
she admits and uh, actually admits uh, shamefully, she said, I once belonged to all the standard societies. I'm quoting now my specialty society, uh, my state and local medical society, and dare I admit this, question mark, even the AMA. But, lo and behold, I discovered that none of these societies stood by the principles that I hold dear, individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the ability to really practice medicine according to time-honored Hippocratic principles. So that's the difference. That's the contrast. And that's what the whole essay article was, the contrast between the state and the individual. Right. Um, Jane Orient has been on my show many times in the past. She's absolutely brilliant. I loved her. I started having her on when she wrote the white paper encounter to Obamacare. And what, what's it, what, one of the things that she mentions here and you reference in, in the New American article is that medical interventions are rarely completely safe or effective and risk benefits differ in individual patients. And she goes on to say that th- these basically the, these jabs are pre- have received a premature stamp of approval. I'm reading from the article. And using premature studies, uh, she goes on to say that long-term effects of these novel genetically engineered products cannot possibly known at this point. These could in- include autoimmune disorders, uh, antibody-enhanced disease, infertility, cancer, or birth defects. Employers, and this is an important point because they're, the left is supposed to be about workers' rights. Aren't there, Bob, Bob Adelman? You've been studying economics. You know what this whole le- communist movement's about, right? And these unions, it's all about the proletariat and these workers' rights. Here, workers are being denied any liberty. They're being, they're being, everybody's being su- subjected to a one-size-fits-all. They're clearly serving the state, not the patient, when they're not considering anybody's personal story, whether they've had coronavirus, do they have comorbidities, right? Do they have a history of blood clots, right? How old are they, <clears throat> No, it's a one-size-fits-all when we know that according to the VAERS reports, people are suffering all kinds of adverse reactions, kind of including the worst kind, with this, which is death. And then on top of it, where's, 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 where do the workers go if they're forced to do this, Bob, and then they suffer life-threatening uh, uh, repercussions or worse death? Well, I think we, we need to start at the beginning, and that is that this is not a vaccine. Uh, this is a gigantic and a horrific experiment. And the very fact that the, uh, the Food and Drug Administration has given it a temporary approval means nothing. Uh, there's been no testing. Uh, they're saying uh, that they won't even have the complete uh, field test done until the year 2023. Uh, the people are being conscripted, conscripted as <laughs> the way she describes it, into a mass experiment, one that would mm-hmm. not normally be approved because there's no consent, there's no disclosure of the experimenter's conflicts of interest, there's no control group, uh, there's no follow-up of the subjects of the COVID status and their adverse effects, there's no provision for medical care in case the, uh, quote, vaccine, unquote, doesn't work. And, of course, there's no criteria for stopping the experiment if the subjects are being harmed. So the whole thing is a fraud from the very beginning. And the reason why I'm so glad you went into all that background, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this segment tonight is because I'm so sick and tired of hearing conservatives on media say, it's your personal choice between you and your doctor, as though every doctor out there 
right? Every doctor out there is just putting the patients first instead of serving the state. And that's not true. We've got Scripps Healthcare in San Diego County, for which that's where I get my health care, that got busted, according to The Globe, which is a California newspaper, kind of a whistleblower, if you will, called The Globe and said, look, this whole thing about the pandemic and all these cases now being the unvaccinated, it's because Scripps, at least the numbers coming out of Scripps, are because the only people they're testing for COVID when they come in with symptoms are the unvaccinated. What a great way to blow up the numbers. And let me tell you, if the doctors, if every doctor was out there putting their patient first, they wouldn't be denying them hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. They would be telling them to take zinc and D, and they're not, are they? No. And uh, speaking of numbers, uh, one of the nice things that the AAPS has been doing has been blowing up uh, some of the uh, canards posted and promoted by the AMA and its affiliates. Uh, for example, uh, just uh, the other day, the uh, AMA announced that according to its own survey, some 96% of the doctors have received the vaccination. Well, this was too good to be true for Jane Orient, the uh, executive director of the AAPS, he said, we decided to check it out. It turns out that the AMA's uh, 300 survey respondents were not inclusive of all doctors. They ran their own survey of 700 of the respondents, members of the AAPS, and discovered, guess what? 60% of them said that they were not fully vaccinated. And of those numbers, 80% said, quote, I believe the risk of shots outweighs the risk of the disease. Wow. Now, I'd like to, Nobody... uh, I'd like to give them some, some credit. Uh, the AAPS, instead of just being against, they have come up with a guide to home-based COVID treatment, a step-by-step doctor's plan that could save your life. That's on the website. You can just the AAPS.org. And type in a home-based guide and details, and I have a copy of it. In fact, uh, personally speaking, we were on a road trip, and I brought the guide with me just in case I might have caught it. I'm not vaccinated, and so therefore, uh, mm-hmm. it made prudent sense to be prepared if I got uh, the right. illness. And guess what the instructions include? hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin along with zinc sulfate and supplemental vitamin D. It's really quite remarkable that here is in one place all the information that a reasonable human being needs to protect himself against this phony disease. Yeah. Of the even if you believe that 600,000 people died from it when we know that those numbers were inflated with testing number shenanigans, cooking the books with somebody dies in a motorcycle accident is claimed to be COVID. Let's say 300,000 people legit died from COVID. At least 80%, I think I read from Yahoo News, 80% could have been saved if they'd been treated with these therapeutics. And now what we're seeing, and nobody's, and still nobody's talking about it. I have not turned on one news outlet in the past three weeks where that was mentioned. Not one. Even supposedly the most conservative outfits and nobody's talking about it and Americans are are continuing to die from it. No, the big push that we're hearing all day is, oh, so-and-so on their last breath in the hospital said, I just wish I'd been vaccinated. No, what they should be saying is, I wish I wasn't murdered by doctors who are part of the AMA who've denied me a cure that would have worked. There's another uh, number that's missing. 
and I'm continuing to search for it, and that is the number of flu or influenza-related deaths in the year 2019 and 2020 and then in Mm -hmm. 2021 to see if, in fact, there was a bubble, a huge spike in those influenza or uh, coronavirus-related illnesses. Uh, That's a number that is unfortunately uh, missing, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. surprise me because if we did know what those numbers were, I wouldn't be surprised to discover that that was a flu very similar to the influenza with hundreds of thousands of people dying, unfortunately, from the flu, as they have every year, and that this was no big spike. In fact, it was a fraud designed to install tyranny. Yes. That's a big leap. But you and I agree on the same basics, that nothing in politics happens by accident and nothing in medicine, apparently, no, and and one of the things that concerns me is all this focus on was it did it come from a leak in the in the lab that 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 is horrifying that the United States government was funding gain of function research, but I think it's far more horrifying that once this virus reached here, that people were people were murdered by being denied therapeutics that they knew early on. They published the in the Lancet a a report using a phony study, flat out lying immediately in 2020, early in 2020, were already pushing out lies while they were while while gov, uh, Governors and and doctors and and pharmacists were all hoovering up the hydroxychloroquine for themselves around the country. And then worse, they were telling people to stay at home until they were so sick that they were on death's door. Then putting them in the hospital and blowing their lungs out with ventilators. One of one of the things I want to leave people with tonight is that you is that we I, I don't like when conservatives tell people that's between you and your doctor. Doctors are not God. Doctors are just if there's one thing you should have learned from Fauci is just because somebody has a comma MD after their name or is a member of the American Medical Association doesn't mean that you shouldn't bring your own uh, common sense, your own reasoning, your own research to the situation. It, you, you own your, your body, right? <clears throat> and your health care. Be an advocate for yourself. Be armed with the truth. At the open of the show, uh, Skins, we were talking about how they were hiding information from us, right? Left and right. Yeah. Well, it, include, it includes the American Medical Association as well, who are flat out uh, lying uh, to the public because they serve the state, not the patient. Bob Adelman, I Andrea, thank you so much for be- Yes? Want to oh, wrap us up? Quick, I, have a, I have a quick question for you. Certainly. What do they call the, the bottom of the graduating class from the Harvard Medical School? What do they call him or her? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're right. We've got to oh, stop treating yeah. them like they're gods because they're in a because they've got a stethoscope around their neck and, and a white yeah. coat on. And certainly you gotta look suspiciously at somebody who came out of Harvard. No offense to you, Ivy League grads, Bob Edelman. Anyway, I thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Andrea. It was great fun. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. We got some somebody asked me today to talk about borders. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. Skins found an interesting article it has to do with the Arizona audits. So the show will roll on. Don't go away, my baby. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, Lazy Day version, as I'm coming in. 
to the show tonight from my home. Hey, glad to have you guys here with me. It's like a party anyway, right? So it's like a party from my home right now on the AK show. The proof hey, of the, shout you know, out. It's going to be an eating the pudding. You know, what's it going to look like? <laughs> I, <laughs> Joe has made me not like pudding. I just have to put that out there. I know. Me too. And y'all know I'm a Southerner. We love our banana pudding. Although I'm not Ooh, sure. I don't think I've ever had pudding. banana pudding. Oh my gosh, dude! I gotta bring you in a banana oh, pudding. Please made do. With that a- sounds really good. You, you've never had the banana pudding that's got like vanilla, vanilla wafers. No. In it, the, no. Oh, oh man, dude. that sounds tasty. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make you a real banana pudding and bring that in. The only problem is now I gotta wait for it. <laughs> Actually, I think we might have lost AK there for a moment. We'll wait to see if she chimes back in. AK there. Are you there? I am here. Looks like I think your Wi-Fi cut out. I was just filling for a couple of seconds, but it looks like we got you back. No, I think I hit the mute button on on the app for. I think for, you went I to was go getting make all excited. Pudding is what you went to go do. You can, no, you can't get me talking about banana pudding without me squirming in my seat and starting <laughs> to hit the wrong buttons. Okay. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to everybody who listened to the show last night and who went and signed up for OurFreeNation.org, which is my new passion project based upon my lifelong passion of the First Amendment and free speech. And that's really why I started doing a radio show. I've always loved uh, politics. I I entered LSU as a political science major at 17, was immediately handed the Communist Manifesto. It's sitting right by me right now. I could reach over and touch it with my little notes that are fading from my little 17-year-old brain, and I knew then what the move was on to, to turn this country into. And when I read Mark Levin's book, Liberty and Tyranny, he said, we've got to start using our voices and push back because the First Amendment's what it's all about. And you can see the effect when they're controlling it. And our free nation is the only place that provides a true free, free platform to do that for us to speak, even if it's just about Still wanting to just post pics of your dog and your and your your grandkids. You could at least you want to do it without being spied on. Because right now, even if you're just a good Christian person who never posts on politics, that makes you a terrorist in the eyes of the left. And freedom isn't free. It'll cost you a whole ninety nine cents to go to ourfreenation.org and sign up. So um, please do so because my days on Facebook and Twitter and any platform that has any ties to big tech are numbered. I will I'm, be leaving. I'm Facebook hanging and on Twitter. to Instagram with a thread, and that will be my last <clears throat> tie to big social media. Absolutely. Once I once I get the word out enough about ourfreenation.org and I get all my my people that I love so much uh, moved over there with me, I will be getting off of it. And hopefully that will be be in advance of them completing my social credit score, which, you know, because we conservatives won't be able to get a checking account or get a home loan if we, you know, aren't doing business with the with the right people and don't have the right green footprint. Um, Okay, so Arizona. So you found an article today, Skins, about something that's going on. Uh, uh, yeah, and um, you know, we know that the uh, multiple accounts. Speaking of big tech censorship, multiple accounts related to the Arizona audit were s- suspended by Twitter yesterday, and everybody was saying, when this, when the truth comes out about Arizona, man, it is going to blow things up because that was the one state the Fox called really through the, through everything to, early. Uh, too early through everything to Trump. Um, they've been going through this audit for months. And it's like everything. Nobody's talking about the border right now, right? Because eventually the story just dies off. Same thing with the Arizona audit. Eventually it dies off. Who's even talking about it today, right? The reality is, thanks to to you sharing this article with me, um, it emerges today that the Arizona Senate, this is from an article you sent, I think it was a um, CNBC article, 
uh, the uh, or CBS, I don't know. Uh, the uh, no, it was One America's Christina Bob. This was One American News that the Arizona Senate has been in a standoff with Maricopa County over the routers, the passwords, and logs for the voting machines. And what ended up happening was the state subpoenaed the county, which you know counties control the elections, and Dominion because the Senate officials say that Dominion is the only entity who has the administrative passwords to the machines. That means that it's not the state legislature. It's not the county electors who control the election in Arizona. It was Dominion. And what did we learn from Dr. Frankel that was going on with these machines? He's got 37 terabytes of receipts about what's going on with Dominion. We should never have... We should we should have never had the first electronic device ever put in a polling place. No, it should be all paper. Yeah, I mean I, I'm a member. I mean, yeah, of I know block, there's hanging right? chads and all that, but nothing compared to this. Nothing compared to this. If 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 you don't feel if 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 you've got fraud protection on your credit card, why would you allow? Why would you think it's a good idea? For there to be electronic devices at machines, and let me tell you, you heard from Dr. Frank. They know that those. They know they have evidence that these machines were communicating, that they were on the internet, that votes were flipped. Well, and that's why they've been fighting so, this Arizona audit every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Some some outside organization. This is just the Dominion machines part of it. We also know that when it came to these the mail-in ballots, we know that Facebook Zuckerberg spent four hundred million dollars. In, uh, in in setting up in the state of Pennsylvania, for, for example, setting up in Democrat areas, flooding in with mail order ballots and, and having way more mail in uh, uh, ballot drop boxes in Democrat areas and Republican areas. They, you know, four hundred million dollars that was spent by Facebook and others to be working uh, at all the different uh, election boards around the country dealing with the absentee ballots issues Our the fraud is at every at every level. And when we and if when we say nothing matters until election matters, think about how this relates to to the Rona. We don't have the Republican Party pushing back on our our behalf to to to, against the forced jabs right now enough as it is. And if they're able to completely control the outcome of elections and centralize it, then we're then we're officially Cuba, aren't we? We are officially Cuba. There's no way we're ever going to get anybody in office that will fight for our freedoms ever again. I'm going to ask you this on the spot, Andrea, and I think I already know your answer. We don't know what's going to come out with Arizona, although we have a good idea. If it comes out that there was some serious fraud with the with the Arizona election, do you think that this is going to wave across the other states that were flipped in the middle of the night? I think even if it does – when we talk about the controlling the message, when we've got a mainstream media that's lying and hiding and not reporting the facts, and we've got and we've got everybody still on big tech, which is censoring everybody, how how is that information going to get to the American people so that the American people will actually be prepared to do something about it? It's a very and it's really up to point. us. It's up to us to do something. Doctor Frank's idea is Lindell is saying, look. The way we're going to take this proof and we're going to file lawsuits. He's still trusting the court system. I don't. No, I, I don't trust the you court know, system. And I wasn't on board with you originally, but anything that involves the Supreme Court, I'm very shaky on right now. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be in this mess right now if we had a Supreme Court that was actually upholding the Constitution. Right. I like Lindell's. I, I, not Lindell. I like Dr. Frank's idea. And by the way, you can see all of his content up at ourfreenation.org. He's got a page. Follow the data with Dr. Frank. 
And because it's, it's just, it's so overwhelming the data that he's got that as much as people loved it when I was on, he was on the show for, you know, 20 minutes or so, he's got 17 videos that some of up to an hour, you've got to go and get educated about what's going on here. And his idea then is to have what he calls his army of moms to take this information and go around, just like they're doing to these school boards, go around to these registrar voters and these, these county officials and saying, here's the proof and you better stop this. That's what we got to do. We got to take our country back and we got to do it at the local level. And it's not going to happen in San Diego um, with Daryl Issa. He's not speaking out on that. It amazes me. I know we talk about it, Andrea, so much, but it amazes me how many Republicans that I thought had our back don't have our back. They're not standing up and talking out against this stuff. And I think that, like in the instance of Daryl Issa, I think there's so many people that, that, that have bought into this notion that California's gone at the presidential election level, and we've got a few seats that are solid Republican and the rest are Democrat or in play. It's 1990s mindset, right, or 2000 mindset. And when the reality is, is I'm not convinced Joe Biden was elected in California. And why would we? And so I think that there's no fight on the behalf of the Republican Party here because they don't they think that it's kind of it's not really a worthy fight for them when it is. It absolutely is. We're going to take a break. We come back. As somebody asked me to, to give an update on what's happening at the border, we will do that. And uh, I'll see you all on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, ending our Friday Eve edition. Just a quick little follow-up to our election, uh, talking about Arizona before the break. Skins and I were talking during the break. and Yeah, some interesting perspective Jan- I brought to your attention. You, Yes, absolutely, because you were talking about um, – so you, know, you were asking, so if this gets explosive out of Arizona, is it going to roll across the country? And I said, I don't think the Democrats are going to allow this information to be out to the, to the public. And one of the things that they're in the process of doing, this is what the January 6th commission is about, is about, you know, firmly ensconcing in the minds of Americans and sending a message of fear into any freedom fighters that don't you dare question the outcome of an election. So this is about getting ahead of anything that comes out. So you're going to be called. So if you believe if so, it doesn't matter. Does it? They're going to tell you that it doesn't matter what you what is presented to you by by Mike Lindell and Dr. Frank on uh, August eighth, tenth, and eleventh, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Don't believe your eyes, and if you dare to believe it, you're going to be declared a terrorist. And if you dare mention it anywhere, they're going to be compiling that information. They're already in the process of doing this. They're already in the process of hiring private contractors to go around and scrounge up Facebook and uh, all the big tech sites. To, to, to see who actually is believing any of this, and then you're going into the, to the federal government database for being an insurrectionist and a terrorist. So that's what we're setting the stage for right now. Uh, Yasmin, I think, asked me to talk about what's going on with the border. What's going on at the border is while they're trying to force you to get a jab everywhere, and now we got mask mandates everywhere, and Pelosi's were, uh, you know, were telling the Metropolitan Police to arrest anybody, visitors without a mask on. It is a full-on flood continuing to come across the southern border, border particularly La Jolla, Texas. They're being hanging all around, being shipped and flown everywhere without masks, without jabs, without COVID tests. You know, it's, it's a free-for-all. What, Andrea? Uh, the, they're not testing people? I don't believe no. that. No. Oh, no. No, you ain't required. You ain't required to show a vax passport. You ain't required to be tested. None of that. 
No, come on in. Um, also, what's interesting is, according to Yahoo News, uh, the Border Patrol is saying that um, they're seeing a permanent change in the migration. That uh, that um, the U.S. saw a thirteen thousand nine hundred and fifty-one percent increase in Venezuelas coming across the border. Um, people coming from all over the world, from um, you know, Brazilians and, and just basically all around the world. And, um, and, it, and it's changing the complexion of it. And so um, from El Salvador, Guatemala, and, and it's basically, it's, it, the plan is to bring everybody but Cuba, right? They don't want anybody coming in. That, Jeez, that, I wonder that, why. That A little convenient. In, in, right, exactly. Uh, this is just a mass migration being brought in intentionally to increase, to increase our, uh, the, not just the dependency class anymore, but what's really happening, as you can see, is it's a strategic move to bring in communists. When you think that, when you think that now some people might say, look, bringing in all these Venezuelans, they're not going to be on board with socialism. They're going to be freedom fighters. Um, I don't know about that. Because they started voting in. They haven't suffered the 60 years under the weight of socialism and communism like they did in Cuba. Yeah, it's been around for a long time in Cuba. Right. Versus Venezuelans, they're, they're, they were, they're, they're still of the mindset like we talked about, many of them that I'm, I'm seeing and hearing from, that, that the socialism just wasn't implemented properly. Right? That it just wasn't done right. Versus the Cubans who are like, it's been done and done and done and done and done, and we've suffered for 60 years Wasn't it Saki that said something about communism has failed in Cuba? And I almost wanted to say, because you think you could get it to work here? Right. I mean, that's, the, the, you know, that's, that's been, I've been hearing that since I heard, do you, remember, do you remember the old actor Ed Asner? I do, I do. I heard him on Sean Hannity, I don't know, 20 years ago when Hannity's show first started, and Hannity brought him on, and he said the problem with Cuba is that it just it, it, and communism it just hadn't been implemented correctly. And this was twenty years ago. This is not a new push, wow, and not a, and not a new um, spin that they've been putting on it. So uh, you know, I, I'm open to hear that Venezuelans coming here might be anti-socialism. Well, let's just put this I, out there before we run out of time. Everywhere yeah. communism, everywhere communism has been tried, it has failed. Period. Absolutely. What concerns me about the Venezuelans is the mindset, kind of like with Mexicans who come here, that actually kind of like the idea of socialism versus communism because they haven't felt the full weight of it as much as Cubans, although Venezuelans have more than Mexicans. So anyway, we're out of time on that. We can pick up that combo tomorrow. Friday night, fun nights tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all. Oh